Yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China Man, but the two like boo. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the boy, Master P. Yo, check us out. Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is Jerry Heller, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Support DJ Paul Taylor, 365. Young Dizzy Bomb. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up now, motherfucker? The show that shows the limits, broadcast nothing but the real. Interviews will listen to every artist. Still got love for the underground field. Rappers with records, we're building it. Shit, a rapper's gonna come and look at them. But all we need is a platform to fight the beast. The show that you need to be on. He's a future, yes, for life, Follow up with us at Gone for all of your needs. Production and mixing and master and graphics. Check out the archives and hundreds of the shows. Buddy, you're coming to you to do everything free to download the stream. Oh, yeah, we deserve the real issue. I'm back up over with me, but I'm busy representing. All them killers on the mic, and we should love to all your fans. Motherfuckers wanna hate. Do your baby, keep the focus. Bringing nothing but the river. Come and tune into the dopest. I'm a man, man. that I was ever around, I mean, P or, or Boz or nobody, you know, nobody was sick except me. So, you know, I don't, I'm not sure where I maybe have contract. Maybe I, you know, uh, transferred it from something to my phone. Who knows, you know? Yeah. yeah but you I'm, get I'm, I'm back on my feet, though. Yeah. Man, I'm glad yeah, I'm to hear that, man. Uh, what what mm-hmm. did it do to you, man? A lot of people say it does different things <clears throat> to them. Did, did it hit you pretty man. hard or, or was it pretty light? <clears throat> um. Um, it did. Uh, uh, well, I mean, considering, you know what I'm saying? Um, for me, I'll be honest with you. I had, uh, it started off with a little, uh, a little cough and, um, uh, I always kind of have a cough anyway, cause of allergies, cause of seasonal allergies. So, um, and then I say probably about a day or two later, I started getting body aches and then a fever kicked in and then like just even the covers, like putting the, the, the bedroom covers, excuse me, over my body, like, it was like pins, you know what I mean? And then probably that Monday, I lost my taste and my smell. So um, I knew it was all bad. And I went that following Tuesday, got a test, it came back positive. 
Um, I quarantined myself uh, from my fam. Um, and uh, shit, I was down for about maybe three weeks. Um, the worst experience for me was really just the fever and the body aches. Um, the, 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 the loss of smell and taste, that was kind of bad, too, because, um, like, eating food was like chewing on a napkin. You know, it's like you couldn't taste anything. You know what I mean? Um, and my sense of smell still hasn't come back, to be honest with you. My sense of smell is still probably only 20%. And my sense of taste is still probably only 75%. So um, it has some, some after effects, you know what I mean? And even now, um, I still kind of suffer from a cough, you know, that comes and goes. But, um, you know, for the most part, I've been back to the doctor. I got two negative tests uh, since then. And I uh, had to go see the pulmonologist because of my cough. So, um, but I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, healthy dude, man, and it still put me on my ass. So I can just imagine what it does to people who, you know, aren't as healthy or maybe have underlying conditions. I can see how, I, how it can take them out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you you, you <laughs> always uh, advocate good health and, and um, yeah. you know, staying in mm-hmm. shape and whatnot, true muscle um, yep. entertainment. Yep. But, um this thing uh, is real, man. A lot of people still think it's it's a hoax and it's fake, and, and I think those nah. people are fucking stupid. You know, man, it's just ridiculous. Listen, I'll be honest. I did I did everything, bro. I socially distanced. I, I, I kept hand sanitizer. I you know I kept a mask. I did all of that and and still caught yeah. it. So you know, again, I'm not even. I can't even really pinpoint because even people again, people that I was around, man, nobody else got sick but me. So not my kids, not anyone. So, you know, it, it was. I think maybe, like I said, I just may have transferred it from something. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it only takes uh, you know one, one second, or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. man, I'm I'm so glad you beat uh, that. I just heard today that the, I think The Rock and his family got it. Uh, yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. The whole family, he said. Um, whole so family. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's still out there. They just shut down my daughter's high school, too, uh, today. So wow. uh, for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, where I'm at, people don't take it serious at all. I mean, there's no social distancing, wow. no mask, none of that. So I, I, I opted out to teach my kid online right away. I didn't even send it. Mm-hmm. It's like that wasn't even going to be right. an option. Right. You know? But, uh, Man, that's I'm I'm glad you're all right, bro. Real talk, man. Oh yeah, uh, man. Thank God, man. You know, I I had wonderful. You know, thank God for you know a one health health insurance. You know what I'm saying? So I was able to get the uh, best care. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I be telling a lot of these young cats. You know, man, get you some health insurance. Get you some life insurance. Like you know, get the shit to count. You know, especially if you yeah. get into some money. You know, a lot of these guys be walking around. You know, being tough and ain't got no health insurance. You know, they ass get shot up. And then they, you know, they left this bill and then their credit get fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Or they, they, you know, they on some hard shit, but then they ain't got life insurance, you know, for somebody to bear them. And their family got to, you know, start a GoFundMe. So I be trying to spread the message, you know, making grown decisions for, for times like that when real life kicks in. That ain't social media, you know what I'm saying? Social media, yeah. is, that's a fake world and, and a rap video, but... You know, when that when that COVID get on your ass or any other health ailment or whatever, whatever, man, all the chains and all the bullshit and all the drip shit out the door, you know, health is wealth. So if you ain't got your health, you ain't got shit else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I, I knew right away when it hit Scarface. I mean, it knocked out both his kidneys. Mm-hmm. You know, right, and he right, didn't have any right. underlying conditions, he said, other than like asthma, right. I think. But, uh, right. but uh, man, it's... 
this is terrifying situation to be in mm-hmm. for our, if anything, mm-hmm. for our children. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what yeah, kind of world are they going to inherit? You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were stick the whole time. This this uh, No Limit Chronicles is doing great. People are talking about it uh, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, you're sick yeah. the whole time, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I actually, what it, it was right after that. It was right after that, actually. <laughs> you know, when we did the uh, when we did the live with um uh, with DJ uh, DJ D Nice when we did the live with him and uh, we was at Peas and we were you know we did a lot of promoting for that. He made that thing go number one. You know, he put a lot of promotion and effort um, not only on BT but even P him doing his part. So. Um, that's why it was such the ratings were so great. That's why, you know, we were like in the top ten from all T V shows and I think we were number one on B T. So um a Dude, lot of that was, you know yeah, yeah, shout out to B T but that was P actually marketing as well. But yeah, you know, I was cool. It was right after that, you know, um maybe about a week or two after that, I was yeah, I was down. So I was, you know, in the house, you know what I'm saying, watching the the, the fourth and fifth uh uh, you know, uh, episode like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching myself on TV and I'm in here with a fever, like, feel like I want to die, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it was it, that was exciting, man. I'm really proud of uh, what P did and what E1 and what BT did with that. Um, you know, of course, we could only tell so much in uh, in five episodes and you know, five hours. We're basically not even hours, I mean, those are 44 minute episodes, so um, you know. But I, it was it, it came out good, you know. I think that it was it was fair. I, I loved it, you know, and I enjoyed being a part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great, and uh, you got to see so many people that you haven't seen in so many years. One of uh, the favorites mm-hmm. on our show, um, King George, uh, and he was also a favorite mm-hmm. on the No Limit Chronicles. Man, uh, yeah, that, that dude is that dude is is hilarious. I love talking to him. What was he like, yeah. man? Did you get a chance to uh, meet King George? I did meet George. Um, George was cool. Uh, I met George. Uh, uh, the irony of that is I met George. Oh, yeah, me and my, uh, my obviously. Dad. Of course you met George. Yeah, yeah. I had, <clears throat> I met George when me and, um, uh, obviously, when I got in sign with No Limit, I met him and Tobin. And George was always cool. And even up until after the, the split with um, with uh, P and, and George, you know, I had still kind of had contact with them, loose, you know, contact or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I don't – I can't say anything bad about King George. Me personally, I hadn't had a bad experience with him. Um, uh, yeah, he was always cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't go on record for, for nothing personal to say nothing bad about him, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, I love talking to the guy, man. He, he tells some of the craziest mm-hmm. stories. Like he was telling me yeah, about one yeah, time where it, him and P were driving back uh, from Richmond yeah. and when they got into Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? They got pulled yeah. over and the cops took their plates and they had to drive all the way back to yeah, Louisiana yeah. with no plates. Or Texas, I think yeah. they went to. I mean, you know? I can appreciate the stories. I mean, in my personal opinion, I think some shit. I think some of the stories I've heard, he may have, you know, I don't know, just he my embellished taste. a little. I think, I, think <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't say embellished because I wasn't there, but I think that that some stuff don't need to be said. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain shit that I think you just kind of, you know, everything ain't for entertainment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you talk yeah. about, you know, different illicit and illegal things and things like that, even though it was in the past, I think some stuff you just don't say. And that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, 
you know, you can insinuate certain things. And, again, I mean, it's his truth to tell if that's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to dictate to nobody what, what, what they can and cannot say or whatever their truth is. But it, it, in my opinion, my taste, you know, just certain – some stuff I was like, yeah, it's funny, but, damn, I wouldn't have said it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got all kinds of stuff, you know. But um, mm-hmm. at, in the No Limit Chronicles, there's a, there's a scene when he was mm-hmm. talking about, you know, him and Pete falling out. It looked like he broke mm-hmm. down and started crying, you know. Um, yeah, I saw like, that. Like, it seemed like he, he's really hurt, you know. Um, do you know yeah. if, if uh, um, they ever had the opportunity to talk since the No Limit Chronicles? Um, not, no, not that I'm aware of. Um, not that I'm aware of, but one thing I can say, man, listen, <clears throat> you know, I kind of refrain from, cause this is the thing I was around during that time when the whole breakup happened, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of stuff that I'm learning even today, 24 years later, you know what I'm saying? Even though I was around for it, but you got to understand, I was new to the label. I was young. I really didn't understand what was going on. You know, I just remember, you know, I do remember them falling out because I remember Pete calling me and telling me, hey, look, we ain't fucking with them no more. You know what I'm saying? If, if they call you or whatever, whatever, then, you know, nah, we're not, we not going that direction. We're we doing this right here. So um, I do remember that, but I never really... You know, even though, you know, like I told you, I mean, I was cool with, you know, Tobin and, and George, but it was never really a discussion that I can remember. You know what I'm saying? You're talking 20-plus years ago, too. So I can't really yeah. remember. And it's, and to be honest with you, it's really nothing that P ever talked about. You know, all of this stuff didn't come back up in the Chronicles. You know, now everybody's kind of recounting, you know, what it was. Now, I can say this. There is a unanimous, you know, just on the team, and different people I've talked to, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I can identify some falsehoods, you know what I'm saying, and some of the stuff that they're saying. Um, but, again, it's really not my truth to tell because I wasn't there like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true um, indeed. Um, in, yeah, in the middle of it. So, you know what I'm saying? I can only go on what, what, what everybody else is telling me that were there, though, you know what I'm saying? So it's some, it's some lies and, and some half-truths and half-lies mixed up in what they're saying as well. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you were just getting in the game back then. I mean, you you, uh, yeah. you, know, you talked mm-hmm. about 95, whatnot. <laughs> um, you mm-hmm. know, when you first met P, um, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, did you already have knowledge of, uh, you know what I'm saying, who he was and, and, and what he had done previously, like with the uh, getaway clean, mama's bad boy and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, I really didn't get up on P for real until um, – Ghetto's trying to kill me. Um, that's when he, he got on my radar. And then, ironically, right before we got with him, 99 Ways to Die came out, which is one of my favorite albums to this day. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, 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 I No, to be honest with you, that's the irony of this, of, uh, of me, you know what I'm saying, being with No Limit and Pete. It's the fact that early on, I wasn't really up on him. You know what I mean? Like, I can remember uh, my barber at the time, uh, Romeo Ronell, he used to cut my hair. And um, he used to bring talent, yeah. you know, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of, yeah, he used to bring, he, he, he's a barber. So he literally lived two blocks, his, his barbershop was two blocks down from my house. So I would, he cut my hair when I was a kid, you know what I mean? And so I can remember him cutting my hair. And I remember him literally saying, yeah, you know, this weekend we're going to have the Masterpiece show. 
And I was none the wiser. I was just like, okay, who the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never heard of him. Because, you know, back then, you know, I was listening to, I mean, you have to figure, man, this might have been 92, you know, 91, 92, maybe 93, but definitely 92, 90, yeah, about 92, 93. So, you know, I'm listening to, you know, Sebo, E40, The Click, you know, all the shit that they're ghetto boys, all the shit that everybody listened to. And for whatever reason, you know, get away clean and the real untouchables, the mama's bad boy, it kind of, you know, it kind of slipped through my fingers, you know, it slipped through the cracks in terms of, of me being up on it. You know what I mean? But, uh, but once I heard ghetto's trying to kill me, I was sold though. I, I, as you know, just as a fan of the music, you know, I never thought in a million years that I would be with no limit. I, it never crossed my mind. Cause before no limit, we were trying to get to Rufus and we almost did except easy died. So that's what stopped that. Oh man, when, when were you trying to talk to Easy? Like ninety four? No, this was Easy died in ninety five. So this was this was uh, I was talking to Easy that fourth quarter of ninety four, uh, going into the top of ninety five, and I, I used to oh, wow. call Rufus Records all the time, right? And I would I would bug the shit out of this woman up there named Cassandra Ware, and uh, uh, I say probably about maybe January February. She had told me, she was like, yeah, he, you know, he finally heard your tape. He liked it. Woo, woo, woo. You know, somebody's going to call you. We're going to make this happen, Courtney. We're going to make this happen. And he died that March. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when he died that March, it was like we just had to, you know, it was like, fuck, back to the drawing board. So we just started, you know, sending out tapes again. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we was trying to get with Rufus uh, initially. And then, and then eventually, uh, you know what I'm saying, it led to No Limit. Um, right, you know, right. Uh, what was it like, you know what I'm saying, when you uh, were on that Down South Hustlers? You know, you guys, CCG and uh, Dayton family, yeah. those were the, the two Midwest groups yeah. on that project. Right, right. To be honest with you, man, I mean, it was a, you know, you got to think, man, I'm 17, you know, fresh out of high school, you know, about to be 18 years old, man, so... It was uh that was big, you know. Looking back on it, bro, I was just a bright-eyed kid in the hood with a dream, you know. I I didn't really understand. I understood the the magnitude of it, but then not really, you know. When you're doing it in real time, like think about it. When you ask, you know, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg about the chronic, you know, they were just in there doing what they do. They didn't. They had no idea that it would become what it became. You know what I'm saying? So it was like. You know, I was just a kid fresh out of Kansas City, me and my partner Cisco, you know, and, and you know, P was like, hey, I'm going to put you on this compilation. We was like, cool, you know what I mean? And, of course, we're thinking that, oh, shit, we done made it. This is about to be it. You know, then we get out there and P is like, yeah, let's do an album. Fuck it, y'all want to do an album? We're like, yeah, let's do it, you know. So it was, uh, it was man, it was an experience that I, I'll remember forever, to be honest with you, you know, because it was, it, it, it showed me that it really could happen. You know, and you got to think, he, you know, he took us from Kansas City, had us out in the Bay. I had never been to the Bay. It was my first time. You know, and he treated us with such hospitality. You know, he treated us like little brothers. You know what I'm saying? Him, Servon, KLC, Moby Dick, like they welcomed us with open arms. You know what I'm saying? Like you you would, you know, you would have thought that we'd known each other for years. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was cool, man. It was cool. And I mean, even at the time, Tobin and George, it was the same way. They, they accepted us with open arms the same exact way, you know. So it, it was that was a great time, man, to be very honest with you. That was a, a dope time. Yeah, that had to have been a surreal experience coming from the Midwest and, 
<clears throat> going out to the West Coast, you know what I'm saying, at such a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, right, yeah, yeah. right when Master P's about to get that 20, uh, 80-20 deal. Um, nah, we we, so, we mean, went, it was right, it was right, right when he did it. Yeah, wow. we literally, let me see, we did it. We came probably right after. It was right after he did the deal because Down South Hustlers came out through priority. So, um, no. yeah, we, we, we it was literally right after he did the deal. That's when we came. Man. That's a, 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 a amazing. I mean, you go right yep. out there and you end up on a gold record. Um, yep, you end up on a gold record right out the gate. And we didn't realize really the significance of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't until, to be honest with you, it really wasn't until probably years later that I understood and really felt the, the reach of that record. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't, and, and this is the odd part of it. You know, years, throughout the years, you know, I would ask people, like, oh, you remember Downtown Hustlers? They'd be like, yeah. And i asked ask them, you remember the song R.I.P.? They'd be like, yeah, that was my shit. And there's so many people that didn't put two and two together that that was me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, that's always a cool thing when, when people find out that that was me on the record. Who, You know, even people that knew Court Dog, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, CCG never really got a chance to really be marketed as aggressive and as as consistent as Court Dog. You know, Court Dog kept going. It's like CCG stopped, but then Court Dog just kept building and building and growing. But people just didn't put Court Dog together with CCG from Down South Hustlers. So, you know, uh, that was always a, a thing over the years. Yeah. Yeah, man. You, you, I mean, you, you did. You kept going, and you dropped that first solo, man, Pulling Rank, which was insane, man, that album. Yeah. Um, to this day is one of the oldest in the nineties, man. What was it like recording that? Man, to be honest with you, bro, like when I did that that pulling rank, man, I was in a zone. You know, I had a and you know, shout out to my partner Cisco, uh, of C C G because, you know, he supported me a lot in that. You know, I tell people all the time, like, I wasn't the creative force of C C G. Cisco was. You know what I'm saying? Like I was more like, believe it or not, I was more like the business guy, even when we were kids. I was more like the manager and the mouthpiece of the group. You know what I mean? He would do the, the beats, the choruses, the concepts, and he would just come to me and be like, okay, write your verse this. And then I'll write my verse, you know, but he led all the creative part of it. You know what I mean? So when I did Pull and Rank, you know, he was there to, he supported me in that, you know, because you know, I, I, I was never the, the, the force of the creativity, but now to do a solo album, and I think I had maybe 20 songs, 18 songs or something on there, that was a big, a big personal leap for me. That was a big personal leap for me, you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't even, even to be honest with you, like, you know, the shit with No Limit, you know, like P had kind of, you know, uh, insinuated at a time that he wanted me to go solo, you know what I'm saying? Because him and my partner, him and Cisco, they just didn't get along. You know what I mean? So P was like, look, though, you can come do this thing and be solo. I wasn't confident enough to do it at that time. You know what I mean? So pulling rank, you know, that was really a seminal moment, you know, and a monumental moment because it was like I was coming into my own. I was finding my voice uh, creatively, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was, you know, kind of sharpening my style and, and getting my, you know, just really being the artist, you know what I'm saying, that where I feel as before, I was kind of like a hybrid. I was more of a business person trying to be a rapper, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? But when I did pull a rank, it was like, okay, he he's a rapper. You know, he's doing this. You know. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hell of a first project too for a first solo project. Um, Appreciate you know that. Came out uh, when did it come out? Like ninety uh, nine and ninety eight. Yeah. Yep. Ninety eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I just got a Murder mm-hmm. Dog man, and that was one of the first CDs I got. Mm-hmm. I got to review it. I think yeah. along with DMX, just Flesh and My Flesh, and a few others. Mm-hmm. I mean, that came out at such yeah. a great time for hip hop. You know. Yeah. Then you followed it up with Doug's Diary, of course. Um, yeah. Another yes. dope project, which that was, mm-hmm. a, a, for, for the younger cats listening, they're not going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but that was an right, enhanced right. CD. Um, yeah. You, uh, uh, <laughs> right. you had, like, uh, right. video footage or something on there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You, I had video footage and shit, behind-the-scenes shit, and you put it in your computer, and it would play yeah. up on your computer. Yeah, yeah, that's some, that's some shit they will know about. But like, the, the funny computer? thing about... <laughs> the funny thing about um, Thug's Diary is, uh, see, Thug's Diary, that's when I really, Thug's Diary was an experimental album for me. You know what I mean? Like, because what happened was, after I did uh, Pull of Rain, I, uh, I started getting into production. I started learning how to produce. This co kind of taught me my way around the studio, so I started producing. And Thug's Diary, I experimented a lot on that album. Like, some of those beats I did, and it was the first time I was doing beats, you know what I mean? And I was getting more confident in my creativity and all of that. So, you know, Thug's Diary is, you know, it, it was, it, you know, you got some people that liked it. You got some people who didn't like it because, you know, it kind of, it was still the same old me, but I think sonically strayed away from what people had come to expect from us and from me, you know what I mean? And that was because I did. I was experimenting with the fucking production. So, you know, you know, artists go through that shit, you know? Yeah, well, that's the creativity. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the first album was on the lines of like a Sebo Tales from the Crypt, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's right. hardcore and right. gruesome. It's, right. it's, and the second one yep. shows it showed growth in you, though, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. did, but... Um, you know, uh, nowadays, you know, uh, you're not rapping. You're you're more or less like a CEO behind the scenes looking for talent, right? Man, hell yeah. You know, right now, you know, I launched uh, TME, True Muscle Entertainment, you know, which, you know, is a vertical company that has, you know, I have True Muscle Fitness up under that. I have uh, my film company, which is still uh, under the True Muscle Entertainment banner. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, once I launched uh, TME, you know, yeah, I became, you know, following in behind my brother's footsteps, you know what I'm saying, being a protege of Master P. I started looking for talent and, and formulating talent and, and putting records out. And, you know, we got several videos. We got, you know, we actually hit uh, iTunes Top 200 with uh with Royce J's Juggalot record. Um, So, you know, we wow. started gaining traction. Yeah. yeah, thank you. We started gaining traction. And basically, you know, a lot of the game, I mean, I've been around a long time, you know, um, you know, people don't realize that I started really young, man. You know, I started, you know, writing. I wrote my first rap in, like, 1989. It's not that I'm necessarily that old. You know, I mean, I'm 44. But it's just that I started really, really young. You know what I'm saying? So people, it's like I've been around for a long time. So people are used to seeing me from the mid-'90s, and they just don't realize I was young. I remember even me and Tech 9 had said that one time. We were talking, and we were laughing because, He's older than I am. And he was like, damn. He said, I didn't realize you were as young as you are. And I said, yeah, I just started really young, you know. So, um, so yeah, you know, following in my brother's footsteps, you know, 
um, I started, you know, my own shit, man. So we put out, you know, the Boomerang double album that I did. We put out Royce J's album. Uh, we put out several singles, Red Dot, Desmond Cartel, uh, uh, who else? Um, Jesse Pringle. You know, I even got an R&B cat with Jesse Pringle. Um, <clears throat> I know I'm forgetting somebody. Um, Red Dot, um, damn. But, yeah, you know, we put out several of those artists, and everything's been growing, man. I got some big film projects, you know, that we're working on, so it's all good, man. You know, following in line of Pete, you know, it's, that's what I'm around. You know, people got to understand I'm around Pete like 90% of my time, so naturally you're going to learn, you know, about business. So, you know, I have hey, a that's crazy. Man, listen, this is what I be saying, you know, and I'm not talking about anyone particular, but let me just put this out there. <clears throat> you know, you have, you know, older artists, or old artists, I should say, from No Limit, that, you know, they talk that shit and they, you know, want to make it seem like P this, P that. Man, listen, I don't bar none of that shit. All that shit is excuses, man, because I represent the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? I represent someone who has been with him for 20, you know, for 25 years, and I and I built successful businesses. You know what I'm saying? I can show a million dollars that I made, that I have. You know, I can show you know, other businesses, a real estate company, a property management company, you know, a T-shirt company, uh, a record company, a supplement company, you know, it mimics the same way that he moves. But but a lot of those motherfuckers, they don't, yeah, they don't want to hustle. That's the problem. They don't want to hustle. You sitting back still crying about what a nigga may owe you from 20 years ago, man, you'd have had 20 years to get it right and and figure something else out. Like, you know, then this is another part that I just want to say with me, right? You know, when 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 these when these some of these artists get to talking that shit, and again, I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but it's several of them. But my thing is, listen, dog. You know, P is not God. P is a, merely a man. He's flawed like everybody else. So you got to understand, man. You got a nigga from the projects, you know, who who comes into millions, a hundred million dollars or whatever, whatever. P was still in his twenties, in his early thirties. So he's learning on the job, too. He's trying to figure it out as well. He's going to make some mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's the thing, Inevitable. man. It's like everybody, yeah, I mean, it's like they want to hold, you know, P to a standard that they can't hold themselves to. It's like, so, you know, maybe he did make, I don't know. Maybe he made mistakes. Maybe he didn't. But whatever the case may be, it's like, motherfucker, you not perfect either. What have you done? I mean, your life ain't been on the up and up, you know what I'm saying? You ain't set the world on fire, so judge yourself, you know what I'm saying? So that'd be my whole thing is I, I like to let people understand that I represent the other side of that, and it's not about what a nigga give me. It's about what he can teach me, you know what I'm saying? He don't give me fish. He teach me how to fish, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not a nigga that won't fish anyway. I don't even really like fish anyway, you know what I mean? So I'm like, dog, he teach you how to get your own if you're willing to learn and you're willing to hustle. So... Yeah. You know, I just want to well, put that I, out there. I represent the other side of that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, no, I want to just uh, go along with what you just said. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Little Rick the other day, and uh, yeah. he, he told me that uh, can't nobody say nothing about P in front of him. And uh, the game that P gave him back then, uh, he's still yeah. uh, doing good from it today. So there's a lot of people Real, out there that give P credit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Depends yeah, on uh, who to you talk to, and you know. Yeah. Uh, but I feel you, man. You know. Uh, shout out to Lil Rick. Can't sit around and, for telling the truth. Oh yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah Rick, and this is my and, thing, you know, too. Rick told me, too, not to cut you off. I'll just say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. wondered if he had went with Pete when Pete left, if he went and got shot in the head, because a couple years later he got shot in the head twice. You know, um, oh, wow. He miraculously mm-hmm. survived. He was only in the hospital four days, you know, um, but he had wondered, you know, if he had made the move with P, you know, uh, if he if he if he would have never been shot, and he uh, yeah. he gave props to P, man, you know, he really uh, yeah. appreciated yeah. the time P. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it goes both yeah, ways. Yeah. No, that's you know, dope. Some people are gonna have yeah, good, yeah. good mean, experiences, yeah. and, you know, exactly. some are gonna. Um, you know, have whatever, but but at the end of the day, like when I see yeah. something like King George on BT in tears, mm-hmm. it's like, man, that dude's really yeah. hurt. I mean, you could tell that he really um, wants to reconnect with his brother. You know. Yeah, and I mean, and George, George, I got, I don't know. Well, I mean, listen, George was a solid soldier back then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, he was a good dude. I mean, you can't take that yeah. away from him. Again, their their personal whatever, whatever. To be honest with you, I don't really know the 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 hundred percent only they know that you know what i'm saying but you know um like i'm the same way bro you you can't say nothing bad about my brother like you know good bad or indifferent again the nigga's not perfect i'll be the first to say it i know i'm like the back of my hand nobody that's my brother He, he is not perfect you know what i'm saying but you know he has helped a lot of motherfuckers he's inspired the world you know what i'm saying and at the end of the day, when you know a man's heart, that's the thing about it. You got to know his heart, even even amongst his shortcomings, whatever that could be. You got to know his heart, and the man got a good heart. He helped any and everybody. Shit, he helped. He, to be honest with you, in my opinion, he may help too many motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. And a lot of it is not broadcasted. You know what I'm saying? So you know you have to measure a man by his heart. You know what I mean? And we're all flawed. We all make mistakes and different things. I know I may, I continuously make mistakes. So I would want somebody to deal with me, you know, in grace and mercy. You know, the same way that you know that I want to be allowed to make a mistake and be forgiven or whatever the case or mis. I could just be misunderstood. Sometimes it ain't even a mistake. Sometimes you just misunderstood and 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 be able to you know. Yeah, and sometimes not be, you know, uh, criticized and crucified. So, yeah, but, yeah, motherfuckers can't say nothing bad about P around me. No, uh-uh. I didn't got into it with niggas over that, and it almost came to gunplay. Because if you talk about him, you talk about me, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if, if you say that he a fuck nigga, then you basically saying I'm one, too, because that's the understanding I come up under. So, you know, that's how I go. You talk about him or you talk about Boz, you're going to have to see me straight up. Yeah. Now, Boz, um, that's P's childhood friend, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So they came up. Yep. It, 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 all three of them uh, probably hung around the guy, King George, him and Boz. Um, yeah, they all back. from New Orleans from the same era. era, era. But, yep. you know, for me, see, that's what I'm saying. But for me, it's not just about a label. And, like, I always say this, though, right? I do say, like a know, family listen, in, yeah, anybody that wore that tank, I consider my brother. You know, whether you on the outs or not, you know what I'm saying? I still consider you a brother, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you wore that tank, you know? So, but, so at the end of the day, even with the ones that talk shit, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, families are dysfunctional, you know what I'm saying? And that's just me. I'm speaking for myself. I'm speaking for, I'm not speaking for nobody else. I'm just speaking for myself. Any nigga that wore that tank, you know, you still got a somewhat of a leg up with me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to fuck with you. I ain't got to be friends with you and all of that shit. But, you know, if I'm somewhere 
and and you getting packed out and you wore that tank, then, you know, I might try to intervene. You know what I'm saying? That ain't mean that we got to be friends afterward, but you wore that tank because I feel like if they packing out you and you wore that tank, you still one of ours. So it's still a strike against us. That's just how people look at it. Because even if you was with No Limit and you do some whole shit, it's still going to go against No Limit. Like, oh, yeah, you know, such and such. You remember he used to be with No Limit. Yeah, we robbed him and woo, woo, woo. It's still a strike against us. So, you know, for me, as it pertains to, you know, especially with P and Boz, like, that's family. Those are my brothers. I'm an only child. So those are my two big brothers, you know what I'm saying, that, that you know, they, they just got that, like, you know what I mean? And, again, we all family, you know what I'm saying, even presently and, and the motherfuckers that's still around that we're going to tour with and pass, too. So it's, it's bigger than a label, you know, with some of us. And I'm speaking for myself. It's more than a label. Like, that's fam, you know what I mean? Well, you can tell that, man. Uh, uh, you get on your, your Facebook, sometimes you go live with P, and, and you can see the uh, camaraderie yep. you guys have. Yeah. You know, yeah. real brotherhood. You know, yeah, um, sure. You know, uh, I, I heard in, in the news, of course, you know what I'm saying, um, see murder uh, might come home. Um, is there any, yeah, uh, is there any news yeah, report really. you know of? Or? Um, I'm not sure the actual uh, legalities and the status of that situation, but I do know that, you know, I mean, it's always a fight to bring him home. You know, it never stops. That's the thing. You know, it never stops. You know, it's, it's been plenty of efforts to try to do everything within, you know, uh, our power, within P's power, within, you know, the family's power to bring him home. Um, you know, so hopefully that'll happen. I mean, he's an innocent man, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, through all the bullshit and all the, 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 the social media bullshit, at the end of the day, everybody agrees that they want to see an innocent man free. You know, no matter what somebody thinks or what someone says in response to a person, none of that matters. Cause at the end of the day, at the core of it, everybody wants to see him come home. So, you know, yeah, yeah, man. It, it's heartbreaking, man, because uh, I interviewed him several times when he first went in and all these mm-hmm. years later thinking he's still there, you know, it's like how X-rated yeah. was in prison yeah. for 25 years or something. Um, you know, yeah. uh, that much time inside is, is gotta be yeah. devastating. You know, that's why it's, it's yeah. so uh, important he gets out as soon as possible. Same with Matt. Yeah, man. Shout out to X-Rated, man. Shout out to X-Rated. That's my brother, man. That's a good dude right there. One of the most brilliant minds that, uh, you know, I've ever spoken to. Shout out to X-Rated. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, I remember, too, a uh, member of the, uh, well, a guy that used to work with the Dayton family and Jake the Flake, Gemini X, man, he was in prison 30 years like he he went in jail, take mm-hmm. eighty eight. He just got out like a mm-hmm. a year ago, and he's putting out music. So um, yeah, it's good to yeah. see, see some people coming home, man. Cause that's a long oh, yeah. time to be Absolutely. locked up. You know? Yeah, man, and uh, you know I, I I pray for C, you know, and Mac. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunate circumstances again. You know, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to really know C and get close to him like that. I mean, of course, I know him you know, and we were around each other a little bit. But, you know, I didn't get a chance to really, you know, forge that relationship with him like I did with Pete but, or, or even Silk, you know what I mean? Like uh, Silk and I are close, you know. So for whatever reason, I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to or just, you know, mesh with, with, with C like that. But at the end of the day, you know, that's still a brother. And, and you know, man, we, we, we doing everything we can, man. We praying and, yeah. and you know, uh, uh, you know, regardless of what, 
anybody says or what the media says or what, you know, at the end of the day, there have been solid efforts to bring that man home, and nobody can dispute that. You know, now, rather or not people have their opinion or what they feel like is enough and all of that old dumbass shit, at the end of the day, anybody's saying that, what the fuck they done done? That's what I look at. It's like, okay, you motherfuckers got a lot of opinion. Have you sent the nigga $20? You know what I'm saying? How much you put on the lawyer? You know what I'm saying? Like, what have you done since you have such a strong opinion? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, we, we want to get him home. So that's what's most important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Um, you know, what about, uh, you know, I know you're doing the, a lot, man, you know, films and, and businesses mm-hmm. and, and real estate, whatever yeah. you're doing. But what about, uh, right. man, what about bringing back uh, uh, Big Core again, man, get on the mic? You you got any, any plans to do that in the future? Or you don't nah, you know what, man? I'm 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 done with it in a sense. Well, you know, uh, XL, you know, XL, uh, Donald XL Robinson, No Limit producer, platinum producer. Um, he he tried he he tries to convince me sometimes. He has an idea for me. He want me to, you know, because I say a lot of inspirational shit on my social media, and people, you know, tend to to like my my quotes and my inspiration and different things like that. So, uh, um, he 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 thought that I should uh basically. Um, do like uh, you know, him produce some Maybach music type 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 feel, you know, Rick Ross type beats, and basically let me narrate and kind of talk over him. Basically, just spit game, game and yeah. just kind of yeah, just spitting game over him. Not even necessarily rapping, but just you know, just spitting game over him. So, um, I may entertain doing something like that. But other than that, man, to be honest with you, I'm really about the young talent. You know, I'm really about working with the kids. You know. Uh, you know, I got a I got a 14 year old in KC that I'm trying to get on my roster right now. Um, you know, I'm just really trying to work with the young life right now. It's about passing the torch, and that's what that's what it is, man. You have to know when to pass the torch. You know, it's my turn to be the CEO, the the big dog, the big brother, and and usher in the fresh talent. You know what I mean? I think a lot of older cats, and I'm not. I'm definitely not putting an age on hip hop and around. I'm definitely not because I mean, you got motherfuckers like E40. That's still, you know, relevant. He can still do it. He can still go. Ice T. Yeah, definitely. I'm because these are guys that I love, especially Ice T. So I'm definitely not putting an age on it. But you know, for me, you know what I'm saying. I feel like I put my time in, and and again, you know, I was always the business person at heart. So you know, for me, that's that's where that's where I'm strong at, man. You know, that's why I've been able to build successful businesses and successful brands, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so to answer your question, I don't think you'll see a um, a big core album as a as a rapper. You know, maybe I'll be, you know, I might do something like how I did with Boomerang. But, and I get asked that all the time. I still get people inboxing me asking for features all the time, you know, and it's just, yeah. you know, I don't need the money. And, it, it, it you know, I, be, I don't believe in doing things that aren't, that, that, that is not a passion, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're only going to be good at it when it's a passion. I don't do shit for money. You know what I mean? I just do things that I love. So that's, you know, that's kind of how I get down. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I, I can respect that, man. Well, those things are timeless mm-hmm. and they're out there forever. Um, mm-hmm. Big Corp, before, before we get out of here, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor. But before I do that, I want to bring on my brother, Sin, mm-hmm. from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Um, okay. Sin, happy birthday over there, man. It's uh Friday, I guess, man. Happy birthday, Sid. How you doing? Oh, thanks, thanks, bro. Scott. 
and uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, big coat. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the show every time. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Happy birthday to you, brother. Yeah. Oh, really, really thanks, really thanks. It's uh, t- tell us about the the songs the game changed you. Uh, Fresh Francisco uh, and Nasha Woodley. It was from your classic album, Playing Rock. It was a tough song. Can tell us about this one. Mm-hmm. You said the game changed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what, man? Hey, yeah, I appreciate that. That song was inspired by, because, you know, to be honest with you, at that time of our lives, man, we were living like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, we was really doing that type of shit. We was in the streets. We was, you know, shooting it out. We was doing the things that you do. And I noticed, like I said, the game would change you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will. It'll make you, it'll turn you into something that you, you probably didn't start as. You know what I mean? And because and, I can remember times of really that song was inspired uh, because of dealing with paranoia. You know, when you do so much shit in the street and then you see so many things being done to people, you know, in the hood, a lot of, a lot of people suffer from PTSD. You know what I mean? So, you know, you start finding yourself you know, paranoid, you thinking that people after you, you thinking everybody trying to get you, you think motherfuckers is waiting outside of your house, you you know, you, you driving past your house two or three times in case somebody following you and you know, and and one day it just dawned on me when I was dealing with the paranoia, I was like, damn, that's crazy. I said, Man, the game will change you. It'll have you just look it'll it'll skew your perspective of life and of people, you know, because you're dealing with, you know, so many degenerate you know, scandalous motherfuckers that sometimes it's hard to separate, you know, uh, people, you know, that may have good intentions, you know, from people that may have bad because you're so used to dealing with bad, you know what I mean? So that was the inspiration for that song, basically just dealing with paranoia at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, at this time also, you had a rapid fire flow delivery. Who was your inspiration at first? Okay. You know what? <laughs> it's a funny story, man. The thing about me rapping fast, right? <clears throat> okay. I, I rap fast by default because for whatever reason, when we started rapping in 1990, you know, 89, 90, 91, um, I could never stay on beat. You know, like when I rap slow or I rolled the beat, I would get off beat for whatever reason. I guess the nigga just really ain't had no rhythm like that. So it was easier for me to rap fast to stay on beat. You know what I mean? So for whatever reason, it was easier to keep up with the hi-hat than it was to keep up with the snare. So um, I start, I came out the gate rapping fast. And, and of course, you know, with the emergence of uh, Bone Thugs and, and Twister, and uh, at the time it was Snipers and, um, you know, uh, Gangsta Pat, a couple people that was, you know, um, of course, you hear yeah, that, and you hear the different. Yeah, you hear the different cadences, and you hear the different, you know, patterns of rap and and harmony and different things like that. So yeah, those guys definitely inspired me. Bone Thugs, Gangsta Pat, um, uh, shit, Do or Die. Everybody back in there, they they you know they inspired me because again, you got once you understand rapping fast, you understand the pocket. You understand there's so many different pockets and so many different cadences and so many different ways to catch that beat and you experiment with them and, you know, you, you try to pull it off and, 
and even Spice One. You know, Spice One inspired me a lot with the uh, fast rapping shit too. So I, I, I started like that. But those are the people that helped me refine what I was doing. Definitely, those people definitely helped me refine what I was already doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Spice One, I spot all the sort of rapid fire flows. I've learned from all and all of them, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, can I tell us also about the song Last Days? It was with a CCG Utah Game in Town classic album, too, with Aldo Shas and Scott Smitty. It was a dope song mm-hmm. because it was, it was both smooth, but at the same time, it was very deep, deep song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that song. The Last Days, that song was, uh, um, damn, I forgot. I, I'm trying to remember the beat to that song. I do remember the song, but I'm trying to think if that was the song we sampled. But anyway, um, <clears throat> Last Days, <clears throat> from what I can remember, because that was like 96, 97, something like that, 98. Um, yeah. Shit, I can't even remember. Um I can't even remember, man. It's too far back. I remember the title of the song, but I can't remember the song. Uh, see, Sin's yeah. good at doing that. He'll, he'll find one of these songs that somebody did. <laughs> He's like a encyclopedia. Yeah, I remember the title. I just don't remember the song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I already previous uh, CCG was very dope, too, from the Dance of Sunslot also. It was a gem. Yeah. A real gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And thanks again for calling in, man. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, um, same. Same. yeah thank you, brother. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, Cortaga, CCG. Um, you know what I'm saying? You started uh, in the group CCG with Cisco. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys released a couple projects, and then you started doing your own solo right. thing. What happened with the group right. of CCG? Well, um, CCG, um, just to keep it 100, I mean, CCG goes back to the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, we, excuse me, literally in the beginning, we were like the Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, it was probably like 20 of us. We was the whole clique, you know what I mean? Um, we, uh, but, you know, it, it dwindled down to just me and Cisco. You know what I'm saying? I met Cisco. Uh, my ninth grade year uh, in high school, uh, we met up at uh, Lincoln uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. And, um, uh, and you know, we just hit it off right off the back. I mean, we both had that same drive. We had that same uh, tenacity. And we were both dreamers in terms of when it came to music. Um, honestly, Cisco was the creative force behind CCG. Um, he, he did all the music. He wrote all the verses. He conceptualized all the songs. Uh, not that he wrote all the verses, but he would basically come to me with, you know, songs with just, he already did the beat. He already came up with the concept. He did his verse and all I needed to do was fill in the verse and write mine. You know what I mean? So that's how he was always the creative force. I was more or less kind of like the face and the the mouthpiece of the group. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, we were together uh, all the way up into, I mean, you know, we started out as friends and mind you, that's still my brother. I still talk to Cisco. So, um, shout out to Cisco. Um, but you know, when we got with P, man, it was a situation where it, it, it put me in a really funny dynamic. Um, because um, what had happened was by the time when I made contact with P, me and P, we talked on the phone like damn near every day uh, for probably two months. 
up until the time that he actually flew us out to California. So what had happened was me and P, we developed rapport. We developed a relationship. So by the time we seen each other, you know, we wasn't complete strangers. We kind of knew each other. Um, again, like I said before, you know, I talked to everybody. I handled all the business. This boat never talked to Master P one time. You know what I mean? But he knew he was a brute, but he just never talked to him. And so at the time, we had a manager. Um, our manager at the time, he didn't know a whole lot, but he knew a little bit more than us. He was older than us at the time. So um, so basically, and, and the, the dynamic with that was is Cisco, him and Cisco kind of clicked and they got along. And being the manager, it was it was almost the same like with me and Pete, with him and the manager. You know, like him and the manager, they talked and they clicked, and me and the manager really did talk. You see what I'm saying? So it was like they had more of a rapport, like I had more of a rapport with Pete. So when we got out to uh, California, you know, um, man, listen, I mean, Cisco, you know, he has a strong personality. You know what I'm saying? And And just, you know, truth be told, him and Pete just didn't get along. They just did not mix. Pete didn't like him, and he didn't really too much care for Pete, to be honest with you. And um, and Pete made it be known, and he let it be known, you know, to me. He was like, man, I don't want to do this shit. He was like, you know, I, I'm cool on this no-limit shit. I can go back to Kansas City. And the thing about it was the manager at the time, he was on Cisco's side. He was like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah man, y'all just come on back. That ain't for y'all. So you see the you see the dilemma it put me in. Because it's like, damn, this is my friend, you know what I'm saying? You know, kind of like a childhood friend is my, my group mate. But at the same time, me and P is good, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't see it like y'all see it. You see what I'm saying? So, and you got to understand, I'm like 17, 18 years old at that time, trying to make that type of decision, you know? And I come from a, a gang culture, too. So, so to an extent, you know how it goes, like, with shit, you know, I kind of... Because P asked me to go solo. P wanted me to go solo, but I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because as I said before, Cisco was the creative force. He was the one that, that, that did everything, and I just did my verses after he did everything. So I really, you know, and, and, and I can't say, to be honest with you, which obviously I didn't do it, but, you know, I come from a gang culture, so it, I was kind of on some PU, my nigga, you know what I'm saying? But I came with him. I kind of got to leave with him. You know what I'm saying? It got to be both of us. If it, You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, you fast forward to, you know, once I became an adult and from an adult space and a more informed, mature space, I would have handled that situation differently. You know what I'm saying? I would have told, you know, Cisco, uh, hey, check this out, bro. You know, I'm going to go ahead and go do this thing. But, you know, stay cool and wait right here and I'm going to pull you in. You know what I'm saying? Once I get my feet planted good. Uh, but, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid with no reference point of really how to handle that situation, you know, I did what came natural, and I stayed true to my partner and, you know, did it independently, which I'm not mad at that either because although we didn't get the, you know, the the, the fame, obviously, and, and the accolades uh, being, you know, act to actually, you know, from actually putting out a record on No Limit, we made a lot of money independently, you know what I'm saying? So it's still, you know, we didn't really miss out on nothing for real, at least the shit that counts, you know? And then I came full circle right back to Pete. So me and Pete never lost contact. That's the thing. Me and Pete always maintained a relationship to the degree that when I was putting out them court dog albums and putting out uh, those records, 
like he used his influence to have uh, Southwest and, you know, certain distributors basically pay me up front for my product. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I pressed up, you know, thirty, forty thousand, you know, they was cashing me out seven dollars a CD up front because of his connections. You know what I mean? So a lot of people don't know that, but you know, that's the thing, man. Like we were still, you know, we were still connected. And then once we both moved out to LA about twenty years ago, that's when we reconvened and, you know, got back on the day to day kicking it. Me and Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and you know, like you said, you you were young and uh you know what I'm saying, uh things were just uh, uh different at that time frame. But but here you are, you fast forward twenty twenty. You're with P. Right. You're doing a lot of uh, big right. things together. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially uh, your own company. You got True Muscle Entertainment. Right. Uh, when did you start right. TME, and uh, what what gave you the uh, motivation to do so? Um, well, TME, to be honest with you, I started that. Because, you know, me and P, we kind of stepped away from music. You know, we did, you know, you got to think, No Limit. We did No Limit. Then we did New No Limit. Then we did gutter music. Then I convinced P to come back to music. I did. You know, I'm the one that convinced him to come back and say, hey, man, let's try this again. And then we formed No Limit Forever in probably like, what is that, 07, 08, maybe 09, something like that. And so, you know, that's when we started out with the Atlanta crew with Miss Chi and all of them. Then we kicked in with TC and Main Music and the whole Bad Rules crew. Uh, shout out to Benji B, Player, Gangsta G, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we had that crew. Um, so uh, we kind of moved away from the music again because, you know, he already conquered that world. So we really had our eyes set on a TV network, to be quite honest with you. And so um, what happened was just, you know, a few years back, I really got inspired by QC, by what uh, he and uh, Coach K is doing down in Atlanta. I got inspired by the QC movement, just seeing how it was such a um, – a platform and a launch pad for Atlanta artists. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was like, damn, you know, I love my city, even though I've been living in, in Los Angeles for 20 years. Um, you know, it's funny. I've been here damn near half my life. So, but I'm Kansas city, Missouri bred to the heart. And I, I have so much love and faith in my city, but I feel just as a city, we, we never have had a movement. See, it's a difference between having a moment and having a movement, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've had people that have their individual moments. We had a moment in the 90s and the early 2000s. Tech 9, you know, has his moments. You know, there's other people from the city that have their moments, but I wanted to create a movement, and I wanted, and so really QC is what inspired me. And then also the teachings and coming up under the tutelage of, uh, you know, P, you know, of course, when you're around that, you soak all of that up. So that's why I created TME. Uh, to to basically be uh, uh, a uh, platform and a launch pad for Kansas City artists. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, I wasn't, I'm not opposed to working with artists from other places, but that was the inception of it. That was the motivation behind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and it's only right, you know what I'm saying, that you come up under that TRU umbrella because uh, you've been for, uh, you know, what, close to uh, 20 years now. Over 20 years, 25 years. 25 um, years. Yeah, 25. Yeah, 25 years, man. So, you know, it, it, it's good to see that. Uh, what are the plans uh, with TME for the future? Are you going to do another project like the Boomerang Project? or? 
Um, you know, uh, right now, to be honest with you, TME, you know, it, it, it's not just a record label. I mean, I have TV shows, I have movies, I have content. I'm actually, I actually got uh, two TV shows greenlit here recently. You know, that you'll see on a stream on a big streaming network that I don't want to say right now until the 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 you know the deal is done. But you know, TME, man, we full service. You know, uh, I have a podcast. Um, coming out under TME called, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Roses and Rosé, you know what I'm saying, which is basically, you know, my version of kind of like Drink Champs. Drink Champs was kind of, uh, you know, uh, Nori did that to kind of give give praise to the, to the legends, and mine is going to be like that. You know, that's why I call it Roses and Rosé. Basically, we give the, you know, we give people their flowers while they're here, you know what I'm saying, and we, we make a toast to them with Rosé. Here, so mine is going to be more geared toward the shit that we know. You know what I mean? The the Steebos, the Spice One, the the Scarfaces, the MC8, uh, even the people in the movies that we grew up on. You know, like the guy, like Tyron Turner. You know, different people like that. Um, that's what our goal is for the Roses and Rose podcast. So that's under team. So like I said, man, we got movies. Uh, I have, I literally have eight projects right now. Uh, TV shows. And I'm literally in negotiation. I got two greenlit. I'm in negotiations for uh, for three more. Um, so you know, it's a full service media company. But you know, I'm open to op- I'm open to work with other artists right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I still got Royce J. Shout out to Royce J. Uh, Jesse Pringle. You know, they still represent the TME banner. But you know, I'm kind of expanding. Uh, you know, it's a, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's a little difficult dealing with uh, Kansas City artists. Um, for a number of reasons, but nevertheless, I still, you know, I still got love for him. I'm still rooting for him, and I still try to do my part, you know, to help us really create a movement, a real movement. I'm not talking about just some shit in Kansas City that Kansas City know about. You know, I'm talking about, you know, we have a moment like like Atlanta or like Houston or like L.A. or like New York. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of, I'm talking about a movement. So, um, you know, that's what my whole mission is with TME. But you know we full service, man. Yeah, you got you got a lot of hats you're wearing, man. That's real talk. Yeah. Um, where do you find time for all that, man? I mean, you you juggling a lot of stuff and you're doing it well. Where do you find time to to do all this? Man, to be honest with you, bro, I've always been a disciplined dude, man. Like, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I never have. Um, you know, I'm just very disciplined. I'm just very, you know. And the thing is, is work ethic. I mean, he is the same way. You know, um, again, you know, a a lot of the attributes that I have, I had already, but, you know, energies are contagious. So it would be no accident that, you know, I would befriend uh, somebody like a P because, I mean, he works like I do. It's from sunup to sundown. People make time for what they want to make time for. You know what I mean? If you want to make time to bullshit, then that's what you're going to do. You know, so we all got the same 24 hours, man. So it's just automatic for me, you know, and then, too, you know, when you have a, uh, you know, when you love what you do and you have to be able to identify the difference between a purpose and a goal, you know what I'm saying? Like when you have purpose, then it's nonstop. It doesn't feel like work. You know, it's just what you do. So, you know, everything that I do, I enjoy it. I enjoy playing the game. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy building businesses. I enjoy, you know, um, coming up with ideas and seeing them come to fruition. So, that's just something, that's just how I'm wired, you know what I mean? And, and and then on top of that, I'm disciplined, you know, and so it's the same way. It carries over to, like, that's, you know, fitness, the same way. You know, you know how you have some guys that are in the martial arts 
and they carry those disciplines over, you know, into their regular life. Like I'm the same way, you know, with fitness, you know, it's follow through, it's showing up and giving it 100% even when you don't feel like it. Even when life happens, I still show up, you know, no excuses. I always find the silver lining. You know, I don't focus on the things that I don't have. I focus on the strengths and the things that I do have. You know what I'm saying? I can figure all that other shit out later. You just got to get started. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of, uh, you know, and I'm around that energy. You got to understand, he is like the energizer, energizer bunny. You know, he just, he never stops. He's from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. He never stops. So when you're around that, you know, you're naturally going to, you know, uh, uh, take that on. And that's why I always tell people it's important to, to you know, you got to audit your circle. You know what I'm saying? You got to really take inventory on the energy around you. And, and basically, you know, if you're around five you know, rich motherfuckers, I mean, chances are you'll be the six. And and it and it proves true the other way, too. If you're around five broke motherfuckers, you're going to be the six. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just, I, I have that naturally. That's some good game for our listeners right there. You know, pay attention mm-hmm. to who's in your circle and who you, uh, and, and, and you know, um, I can testify to that, man. Over the years as a, as a journalist, I come in contact with all kinds of people and uh, you're one mm-hmm. of the few who I've been in contact with for 20-something years and I've ma- maintained mm-hmm. contact with. Always been real. Always been yeah. a, a humble individual, too. Uh, so I salute mm-hmm. you, man. Real talk. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. And you were always, you know, uh, really generous and fair with me uh, with them album reviews, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know what you're going to get when you send them albums in, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, you always supported, you know, our music. You always supported Court Dog and the, and, and the brand and everything I had going on. So, I, well, how, how did you come up with the uh, True Muscle Fitness? Because I know that's a big part of what you're doing as well. you got supplements and powders and different things mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the True Muscle Fitness, again, that's just one leg and extension of the TME brand, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, um, you know, I've, I've been a bodybuilding enthusiast for, for probably 10, damn near 15 years. And so uh, a lot of times when we would travel, you know, people always ask me, well, what do you, you know, what do you take? You know, what, what kind of supplements you take? And one day me and Pete was sitting in the airport. And he says to me, he says, you know what, Court? He said, you need to be telling them that you take something that you own. He said, you just let, you just ran off a laundry list of, of supplements and brands that you, you don't even own. They ain't even giving you no check. Everywhere we go, you promoting for them brands. You know, and so I said, damn. So <clears throat> that's where, you know, the idea got planted in my head. And I was like, damn, that only makes sense, you know. So it goes back to kind of like what Warren Buffett said. Warren Buffett said, you know, you invest in things that you like and things that you understand, you know. So, you know, I, that's kind of how all my businesses are. You know, they're things that, nat- that come natural to me and things I enjoy. It doesn't feel like work. So based on the fact that, uh, you know, I'm kind of like my own walking billboard, you know, uh, he encouraged me to look at some companies about manufacturing and different things like that. He actually helped me. Actually, truth be told, he got my first uh, run of protein powders. He got it done for me. He actually got it paid for it and got it done and delivered to me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and that's just another thing that I want to say, like, like I represent the other side of the bullshit people be coming to, you know what I'm saying? But then you have to understand, and I don't want to get off track of what you asked me, but 
you know, there's a message in this. You know what I'm saying? Like people talk that shit about P and, you know, people got their hand out what he don't do and what he, but you got to ask what you do for yourself because the way that our relationship has always been, I do my part. I do my work. Like I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? So whatever my dream, my, I'm only responsible for my dream. Nobody else is responsible for my dream. I am, you know what I'm saying? So, so of course, if I do my work and I do what I'm supposed to do, and then maybe if he sees where he can make it better or he can come in, put his touch to it or give me some information that I don't have, then bam, you know, that's how you keep real with a motherfucker. A lot of people just be wanting a motherfucker just to do everything for him. Just do it. Just give me, give me, give me. You know, I'm not that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Which is probably why, you know, I'm where I'm at in life, you know, and, and some of the others are still trying to figure it out. But but going back to the supplement, um, so basically, you know, he got the first run done. Um, I sold him all direct to consumer online, and, you know, I grew it from there, you know. So we just launched the new TrueMuscleFitness.com uh, where people can, you know, they can join the website. I give a lot of healthy living tips, um, how to lose weight, how to build a physique, how to just live a healthy lifestyle. We got products on there. We got True Muscle products for women and for men. That's the thing. This thing is for women and for men. You know, the, the health industry, the supplement industry is a billion-dollar industry. You know what I mean? And and even us as black people, you know, we don't have a a, a good, a, a big foothold in that, any, you know, in that industry anyway. So I figure it's time for us to, you know, get our, get our, uh, you know, get our feet wet in that industry as well. So, um, yeah, man, you know, TrueMuscleFitness.com. And, again, you know, it, it, if you see the similarities, like the other day I had somebody on social media kind of come at me like, man, you ain't nothing but a Master P clone, you know, as if that's an insult. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like for one, that's that my brother. That's my friend. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, like, like that's a, yeah. When he said it, I smiled. You know, he tried to offend me, but I smiled. I was like, okay, damn. You know what I mean? Because basically what he's seeing is you're seeing these vertical businesses that I'm building. You're seeing these brands that are linked together. And you see me with the TME, with the music. You see me with the supplements, with the True Muscle Fitness. You see me with the T-shirts, with the Goofy Time, uh, put your haters on Goofy Time T-shirts and all the other little sayings that I have. You know, so you see you see these different businesses that I'm building, you know, and, and, and they're growing. You know what I'm saying? But you see me executed the same way my brother executes it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, when people say that, and I've had people, you know, be like, man, that Master P want to be, oh, he ain't nothing but a Master P clone. Man, I take that as a fucking compliment. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's all good. Well, yeah, that's where I got my anybody, why not one of the best? Exactly. not the best to do it. You know, those, those exactly. are the guys you want to emulate. The Master P's, the, the Easy E's, right. the J Prince's. Right. You know. Those are um, the people I study. Those are the people I study. J Prince. Uh, yeah, I study him. I study Easy. I study Suge. I study uh, Tony Draper. I study all of them. But but obviously, you know, I get to see firsthand, you know, the the triumphs and the mistakes. You know what I'm saying? From from P. You know what I mean? I get to see it all. Um, and there's a there's a lot of game in there that you pick up on that you don't even realize. You know, in execution, and, and so it's, it's sometimes it's subtle little things. Sometimes it's innuendo. It's, it's little things that you pick up on that you don't even realize are big things when it comes to executing marketing and strategy. You know, you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I always say that right there, that, that shit right there is priceless. 
that's priceless, you know what I'm saying, to be able to, to execute, to have an idea, execute it, know how to do it, know how to go about it, and to learn from somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? So I don't care what a hater say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my businesses are growing, and these are just the businesses that, that are in entertainment and are in front of everybody. You know, I got other successful businesses. You know, I have a successful real estate company. I have a, a successful uh, property management company. You know what I mean? Like, I have other stuff that, again, you know, everything he didn't touch or didn't have nothing to do with, but I'd be lying if I didn't say the influence wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Just in the way that I strategized and executed. You know, so, yeah, you know, TrueMuscleFitness.com, like, you know, I, I have that in position to be one of the biggest, you know, fitness entities, you know what I'm saying, out there. You know, uh, I have a couple athletes um, that's lined up that, that I'm sponsoring with TrueMuscleFitness.com. Um, I have a couple, you know, um, famous, you know, actors and actresses. You know, everybody loves it. So, yeah, that's I'm proud of that. Hey, you should be. You know, you worked hard for all this. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, you you went from being in, in the group CCG to going on your own, dropping three uh, dope Midwest, you know what I'm saying, classic albums. Yeah. And to doing the mm-hmm. film. You know what I'm saying? I remember when you were yeah. just getting into the film, you was actually doing acting school. Yep, yep, yep. And that's putting in the work. That's what I'm saying, man. No excuses. Like, you have to put in the work, man. Like, you know, when I made the transition from music to film, you know, I went to acting class. You know what I'm saying? I learned improvisation. I learned how to do a monologue. I, I learned how to position yourself and open yourself up for the camera. Like, you know, you have to study whatever it is that you want to be good at. You have to put the time in. And that's what a lot of people don't know. You know, they just think when they see stories like the No, like no Limit and Death Row and you see Rough Riders, you, when you see, you don't see all the work all the mistakes, all the blood, sweat, and tears, all the bullshit, the sacrifices that goes into it. Yeah, you don't see all of that. You you know, all you see is the finished product when they made it there. You know what I'm saying? But people think that they can fly into flying. They don't understand you got to learn how to crawl, then learn how to walk, then learn how to run, then fly. They just think you can fly right into flying, and that's just not – that's where people falter. You know, that's why people give up because they don't want to put in the work, and they're – expectations aren't realistic. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. You, you, you know, it's almost baby steps in a way because you got to set things up just right. And, um, you know what I'm saying, it sounds like you've been doing that, man. Hats off to you, Court, though. Real talk. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, no. man. Uh, but, Big Court, man, before we do get out of here, man, I want to tell you to uh, man, be safe. And, uh, man, I want to oh, yeah. give you the floor. <laughs> all yours, man, if you want to you know, shout out what you got coming, or, you know. Man, let let it know. Sure. Yeah, so um just want to let everybody know that, you know, TME, um, you know, go stream that Big Court Boomerang album, uh, Royce J, um, Juggalot, Royce J, all cap, Desmond Cartel, Fuck the Ops, Red Dot, um, uh, what's Red Dot single? Uh, Run It Up, you know, Jesse Pringle. Um, you know, uh, I got some new artists that I'm working with. Also, you know, again, like I said, I have a, a successful supplement company uh, called uh, True Muscle Fitness. So you can go to True Muscle Fitness. Uh, we got all, you know, the product. We got, you know, workout powders. We got all everything you need to work out and get in shape. I write articles on there. Uh, I give health tips and all of that about getting in shape. Um, also, I have, um, you know, I have my own T-shirt line. 
um, uh, with different sayings and slogans on it, but it's still, you know, all TME merchandise. So uh, what you can do is y'all can follow me on IG at I am Bitcourt, I-A-M-B-I-G-C-O-U-R-T on IG. You can follow me on Facebook as well at Bitcourt. Uh, so all my products and everything I got going on is there. You know what I mean? Also, I'm working on some big uh, film projects. Um, I got about six shows right now. I have two that just got greenlit with streaming services. Um, I'm working with uh, Jasmine Lewis. Um, she's the actress from, uh, excuse me, she's the actress from uh, Barbershop 1, 2, and 3. So uh, me and Jasmine Lewis, we partnered up. We got some, you know, some big film projects that are, uh, like I said, two of my shows got greenlit. That's very big. You know, we talking about seven figures, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, you know, I, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I diversified, man. And that's just what I want to teach the people that follow me, man. It's like believe in your dream. You know, you move with a purpose. Don't pray for money. Pray for wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, diversify. You know, don't be scared to evolve. Don't be scared to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, who I am today is not who I was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my mind is different. You know, every, you know, I'm different. I'm more mature. So allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to mature. And, uh, you know, don't do things for money, man. Do what you love. And that's where the success will be. When you have a passion for it, then the money will come. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's my message to everybody. So follow me at I am Record on IG, Record on Facebook, man, you know, and uh, shit, you know, holler at me. Yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about, Cord. It's been good to, um, you know, see see your progression in the game uh, over the years, man. I think we've known each other about appreciate 20 years that. now. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, sure, man. You've been rocking with me. I appreciate elevate, that, bro. Man. You've been rocking with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, brother. And tell P, man, hey, man, we gotta have him on, man, because uh, everybody, everybody wants him out here. We've had so many no limit yeah. soldiers of the past and present. You know, we'd yeah. love to have him on as well. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I let remember, me give uh, a and let me give a final let me give a final time. shout out. I'm sorry, uh, my bad. Um, I think it's a little delay with with the uh, with the phone, but I was gonna say, and let me give a shout out to all the other no limit soldiers too, man. You know what I mean? Everybody passed. You know, present, you know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout-out to all my No Limit brothers, you know, for those who, you know, have grievances, listen, it's, you know, it's no hard feeling, you know, uh, but understand I do ride with my brother, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, shout-out to all the No Limit soldiers, past and present, bro. Man, that's what it is, man. You take care, uh, Big Court. We're going to uh, we're gonna leave here one of your classics, man. This is uh, Kill Him Up, man, off Poland Rank. Take care, brother. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. All right, right on.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.